This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. In Matthew chapter 19, beginning with verse 26, as they're receiving this offering, I want to read our text this morning that we're going to use in all of this series. And, um, and so we'll probably be looking at this over and over throughout the weeks to come. In Matthew 19, 26, it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. So in the context of what we're reading here, uh, there is an impossibility. But notice what Jesus says in this impossibility. But with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Notice that man's impossibilities are God's opportunities. Did you hear that? Man's impossibilities are God's opportunities. Are you, are you listening today? I believe that that's, that's just such an important point because really your impossibility is just announcing God's opportunity. Wow, regardless of the impossibility, these two words, but God, opens up a world of new possibilities. I guess what I'm trying to tell you is you're not stuck. You're not stuck. Regardless what you're up against, you're not stuck. I want to pray. Father, I'm so excited about what you've given me to share this, this morning and all month long. And I, I pray you just use me, Lord, in a mighty way at all of our campuses to do great things in the lives of people. God, I pray that we leave here changed by this, this understanding and by this truth. God, you know every situation, you know every circumstance. And I thank you, Lord, you're doing what you can only do. You're helping your people. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, you give me words to say today. Let ministry be easy today at all of our campuses. Amen and amen. Here's the big idea for this series this month. But God changes everything. That's what we're going to talk about. But God changes everything. Um, how, How many of you know a but can change everything? Um. When somebody gives you a compliment, you know, they'll come up to you and say, you're so beautiful, but how many of you know that just changed the compliment, right? I, 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 really, I really like you, but how many of you know a but can change everything? You see, um, when somebody gives you some type of compliment, affirmation, and then they follow it up with a but... How many of you know that it changes what they previously have said? It, 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 it eliminates it, what they have previously said. So whatever you're facing, when a but God moment shows up, it eliminates what you're going through. It eliminates what you're facing. But God, but God. It's found 656 times or 656 verses in the the Bible, possibly the two most powerful words in the entire Bible. These two words change everything. These two words 
may have made man's impossibilities possible. These two words, listen to me, have radically changed countless lives. And these two words, listen to me, celebration, can radically change your life. Regardless what you're going, on, going through right now, regardless what you're facing, a but God moment can change everything. That, that's why I'm here today, is to just help you. Whatever you're facing, a but God moment can change everything. It's my prayer in this series that you'll have a but God experience. I, I was hopelessly lost, but God. My, my life was a, a mess, but God. I was addicted, but God. I was overwhelmed and in despair, but God. I was fearful and afraid, but God changes everything. I was, I was broken and bitter and offended, but God. My relationships were broken, but God. My marriage was over, but God. My health was failing me, but God, I should have been dead. Come on, somebody. But, come on, you don't even know how you got home. But, come on, come on, is anybody with me? You don't know how in the world you ended up in bed. Woke up the next morning, it was but, God, I, I was in financial ruins, come on. But, God, the odds were against me, but, God, there was no way out, but, God, Here's what I'm talking about. It was impossible, but God changes everything. Now, today, I want to start this series of messages off with really uh, uh, something to initiate uh, God's love for us. And I want to, I want to entitle this message this, this morning, We Wonder, But God Finds Us. Because I really believe if we can see God correctly then we'll be able to receive from God correctly. And I want to talk about things that you need to receive, but I believe the reason why we're not receiving them is because we truly don't see God correctly. So here's the title of the message. We wonder, but God finds us. I want to look at a story in the Bible that illustrates this truth. It's a story about God's people and their wondering, unfaithful Ways. It's a story. Are you here? It's a story about a preacher and a prostitute. I think I got somebody's attention. It's a preacher. It's a story about a preacher and a prostitute who end up actually getting married. Let me show you. It's the book of Hosea. In fact, I would encourage you. This would be a really great read for you. You'd be shocked what's in the Bible if you just read it. We're just going to highlight this book, but I encourage you this week. Go read this book in the Old Testament. Hosea chapter 1. Hosea is God's preacher, God's prophet to his people. Notice what it says here in Hosea chapter 1 verse 2. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute. What? What? Really? Is this really the God we serve? Go marry a prostitute. Why do you want me to marry a prostitute? Notice this will illustrate. That's what this is all about. God is doing an illustrated sermon through Hosea. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. 
Now, some of you really didn't get the weight of that. So I really want to wake some people up in Madeira and Fresno. So, so I brought the message translation in here today. Notice what it says in the message translation. The first time God spoke to Hosea, he said, find a whore. Really? This is in the Bible. Don't get mad at me. I'm just preaching what God put in his word. Go find a whore and marry her. Make this whore the mother of your children. I can see religious people getting offended right now, getting ticked off. We ain't coming to this church. It's in the Bible. Make this whore the mother of your children. And here's why. This whole country has become a whorehouse. Unfaithful to me, God. (laughs) How many of you are awake this morning? How many of you want to hear what we have to say this morning? (laughs) Now, you're not the church I grew up in because there'd be no clapping after reading that. (laughs) Now, Hosea, listen, Hosea is a preacher. He's just a young man. He's a single man. He's, he's, he's a man of godly character, a man of moral integrity. He's a man that's used by God to communicate godly truths. And Hosea has been keeping himself sexually pure for marriage. He hasn't been practicing safe sex. He's had no sex. You see, that's God's plan. Is God, see, 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 God's the one that created sex. He created it to, to be fun and enjoyable, but he created it within the confinements of marriage through covenant, through, through commitment of one another. And anytime you take God's plan outside of uh, the parameters, it ends up hurting people. So here is Hosea. He's, he's, he's not practicing safe sex. He's having no sex. So he's got to be really excited about getting married. He's, he's been keeping himself sexually pure. He hasn't been practicing any kind of safe sex. He's, he's really excited, and he can't wait to get married. And for those of us that have been raised in the church, we get this. <laughs> we, we under, now, I know most of you weren't raised in church, but, but I was. And, and I was taught that, that if you ever tried something like that, God was going to come right in the middle of the thing, and you were going to go to hell. So, so I can remember as a teenager, just going to be open with you today, honest with you. I can remember as a teenager, a preacher would, preachers would come in and they would teach messages about Jesus is coming soon. You don't know it might happen tonight. And I honestly, God is my witness. I would pray, God, please don't come. Don't come back. I don't want to go to heaven as a virgin. God, please don't. God, I want to know what this sex stuff that you created is all about. It's funny. What's funny is, is that, is that people pray the same thing. Please, God, don't come till I, till I get married, till I find that perfect person. And then, and then they get married and then they look in bed the next morning and they see what's in bed. And instead of praying, God, don't come, they say, Oh Lord, come quickly. Please, Lord, get me out of this mess. Come on, can I get any help in this Baptist church today? So Hosea has to be praying, Lord, Lord, I want a wife. Lord, I want a wife. So, so God tells Hosea, I, I have a wife for you. And can you imagine the excitement that Hosea must have felt? Really, God? Where is she? God, where can I find her? God, 
Could it be that sharp looking blonde that was leading worship today? Is she the one, Lord? Lord, maybe that hot brunette that was greeting at the front doors, she was really hot. In fact, her mom was helping her. If she turns out to be anything like her mom, God, that's the one I really want. God, could it be that young, classy, rich, redheaded business owner that's got lots of money that I can just stay home, sit in the recliner, watch sports? God, is, is that the one? God, do you really have somebody for me? And God tells Hosea, no, it's, 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 not, it's not them, but I do have the right one for you. And what I need you to do is to go downtown to the corner of 5th and Main. And, and I need you to go down, Hosea, to the red light district. And, uh, and on the corner there, Hosea, you're going to find her standing out there, and she's going to have a tight leather miniskirt on, and she's going to be wearing one of those biblical blouses. Does anybody know what a biblical blouse is? Lo and behold. I know that's a cheesy church joke. If you'll start giving better in the offerings, I'll come up with some better jokes. So God tells Hosea, this is the one you're going to marry. Can you imagine Hosea's reaction to God? God, she's a hoochie mama. Lord, she's a streetwalker. Lord, she's a prostitute. And not only that, Lord, her name is, is Gomer. I can't, I can't, I may be the prostitute, but I can't marry anybody that's named Gomer, Lord. Now, here's what's amazing at all of our campuses. What's amazing is that Hosea marries her, but he not only marries her, but he radically loves her. He radically loves Gomer. And after the marriage, after they get married, marriage goes good. They end up, it's all there in the book. They end up having three, three kids, two sons and a daughter. And, and then after several years, life just begins to happen. You know how it happens, right? And she gets overwhelmed and she gets whacked out. Her hormones go crazy. And for whatever reason, she starts paying attention to guys at the gym and at work and in the grocery store, and it's not long, according to Hosea, she wanders back into her old lifestyle, and she starts again sleeping with man after man after man. Why would God do this? Why would God have a preacher marry a prostitute? Here's the point. Don't miss it. The point is this. God uses this shocking example to communicate a shocking truth. This is the point of the message. Here it is. God has this preacher marry the prostitute to illustrate God's radical love for his people who have wandered away from him. You see, this story is not just about about Hosea and Gomer. This story is really about Jesus and you. It's about Jesus and me. Jesus is Hosea here. He's the perfect sinless preacher. Whether you like it or not, we are Gomer. We are the prostitute who wanders away. We're the sinful. We're the ungodly. And we're the unfaithful wanderers. So from this story this morning, I want to give you and share with you Three but God truths about wandering from God as we kick off this series. Here's the first thing. 
Because again, if you can see God right, you'll be able to receive from Him. If you don't see God right, you'll never receive the promises that God has promised you. So here they are, three but God truths about wondering from God. Number one, we wonder, but God never stops pursuing us. We wonder, but God never stops pursuing us. Hosea 3, 1, notice it says, Then the Lord said to me, Hosea, go, go, hear it, go, pursue, go and love your wife again. What? Really? I, I, you know, I, I've, I've been reading this book all week long. And it's like, where, where have I been? I've been pastoring all these years. And it's like, this, this has hit me at a whole nother level. Like, really? This is in the Bible? Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover? So here is Gomer. She's abandoned Hosea. She's sleeping around with, with men. And, and, and she wants nothing to do with him. And God tells Hosea, here's what I want you to do, Hosea. I want you to go and I want you to search and I want you to look for your wife. And when you find her, I want you to marry her. I want you to, I want you to bring her back home. I can just hear Hosea saying, really, God? God, you want me to go find Gomer? You, you want me to go find the unfaithful one, the one who has abandoned me, the one, the, the one who deserted me, and you want, Lord, you want me to bring her back home? God, she's the one that left me. She knows where I live. She has my address. If she wants to come home, she'll come home. But God said, no, Hosea, you go, and you search for her, and you bring her back home. What's the point? Here's the point. Hosea, God tells Hosea to do this because God, remember, wants to illustrate his response to all of humanity that have wandered from him. God wants you to know that when you wander away, God pursues you. God searches for you to bring you back home. Come on, somebody needs to get excited. Come on, has anybody ever wondered and God pursued you and found you? I'm here to tell you, some of us have wandered from God. You're on Gomer status, but I have good news for you. God's not shocked. God's pursuing you. God's looking for you. Some of you, you're doing the unthinkable. You're doing things that you're ashamed of. You're doing things that you, you regret. You've even shocked yourself in the place that you have found yourself. But this is what I need you to know. At all of our campuses, regardless how far you have wandered, regardless what you have done, God is relentlessly pursuing you. Listen, He wants to bring you back home. I'm telling you, if you can see God right, then you can receive from God correctly. Here's the second but God truth. Number two, we wonder, but God pursues us to show us his love. He does it to show us his love. Hosea 3.1, then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again. Even though she commits adultery and another, with another lover, this will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, God's people. We're God's people. 
even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. Notice that God doesn't tell Hosea to go find Homer, and when you, when you find her, I want you to punish her. Now, that's what a lot of preachers preach. When you find her, I want you to punish her for breaking your heart, punish her for being unfaithful, retaliate, go get even. No, no, no. That's not what God said to do. God says, I know she's broken your heart, Hosea. I know, I know she's been unfaithful, and I know she's disappointed you, but I want you to go and find her, and I want you to love her. Again, can I remind you, this isn't just about Hosea and Gomer. This, this is about God and you. This is illustrating the, the truth of what we do. We wonder, and God pursues us. But he doesn't just pursue us to judge us. He pursues us to love us. Come on, somebody ought to be happy about that right there. Hosea, I want you to go and illustrate my love for my people, for those who have wandered away, for those who have been unfaithful, for those who have messed up, for those who have blown it. Listen, the whole purpose for this book, for God putting this story in the book, this is what really shocked me. The whole reason why you have the book of Hosea is not to emphasize our, to emphasize our evil ways, but it's to emphasize God's love for his people. Right there's a great place to clap. Right there's a great place to cheer. God is not emphasizing our evil. We were born into sin. We didn't have a choice. The emphasis here is not our evil. The emphasis here is, uh, is that God loves us. And so much of the time, we focus on our sin and what we've done wrong instead of focusing on the love of Almighty God. God is saying, this is how I love my people. Listen, God loves you, and he's never going to stop loving you. Even when you wander, even when you're unfaithful, and even when you do it over and over and over and over, a righteous man may fall, but a righteous man gets back up. Even when you do it over, and even when you blow it over and over, you were doing good for a few months, but then you messed up. But I'm here to tell you, God still loves you. Now, I, I know it's a shock here. I know some of you are like, really? We don't understand this God kind of love. We just don't comprehend it because we don't experience it in the world we live in. In our world, if we mess up, right, when we blow it, people don't pursue us to love us. They, they pursue us to, to punish us, don't they? The, the truth be known. We, we have conditional love where God's love is unconditional. That's the reason why it's very difficult to comprehend this. I mean, you break a law driving and you'll get pursued by lights and sirens. The cop doesn't come up to your door and give you coffee and donuts. No, he punishes you. <laughs> that was funny. He punishes you with a ticket, right? When you break rules at, at work, what do they do? They fire you. They lay you off right? I, I know growing up when I broke my, my parents' rules, they, they didn't pursue me to hug me. <laughs> Are you kidding? That was back in the day. They pursued you with a belt. And they would grab a hold of you. And I mean, with every word, you would get a, just a slash. I, I told you 
that, that, it. See, my, my parents heard nothing about time out. They didn't know nothing. I, I don't know about this. They knew nothing about time out. And I promise you, they never read the book of Hosea. <laughs> so so we're, we have a certain mindset. And so then we think that the, that's how God treats us. We're so used to people pursuing us to punish us that we think that, 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 that it's the same way with with God and how he responds to us. But you must understand God uses Hosea here. He uses this book here that you need to read to illustrate that God pursues us to love us and not to punish us. Ephesians tells us the same thing that the book of Hosea is trying to communicate. Ephesians 2, 3 and 5, it says, all of us used to be just as, as they are, our lives expressing the evil within us, doing every wicked thing that our passions or evil thoughts might lead us into. We started out bad, being born with evil nature. That's all of us. I don't care how good you think you are. You didn't start off good. Notice, notice we, we all bad, but notice the very next verse, but God. Somebody say it with me. Say, but God. See, that changes everything. A but God changes everything. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were spiritually dead and doomed by his sins, by our sins, he gave us back our lives again when he raised Christ from the dead. Only by his undeserved favor have we ever been saved. We were all hopelessly lost. We were all evil. We were all the prostitute. We were all unfaithful. But God. Somebody say it. Say, but God. Come on, somebody in all of our camps. Say, but God. We've all wandered away, but God is rich in mercy. You know what mercy means here, church? Mercy means that God doesn't give us what we deserve. <laughs> we, we could take a praise break right there. We, we don't, how many of you are excited that you're not getting what you deserve? You see, we deserve to be punished because of our sins, but God gives us mercy. We wonder, but God pursues us not to punish us, but God pursues us not to give us what we deserve, but God pursues us to love us, to restore us, to deliver us, and to bring us back home. Here's the third thing. Number three, but God truths. We wander, but God paid a price to find us. We wander, but God paid a price to find us. I, Hosea 3, verse 2, it says, I did it. Hosea says, I did it. I paid good money to get her back. It cost me the price of a, of a slave. You see what happened here, and if you read this story, you'll find out that Gomer had gotten so messed up into prostitution that she actually became a slave in the sex trafficking industry of their time. It's, it's nothing new today. And so Hosea goes, and when he finds her, he finds that her pimp has put her up for sale to the highest bidder. And so Hosea takes, the Bible says, all of his resources, and he buys back a wandering, unfaithful wife. Most people would have looked at Gomer and said she's not worth a dime, but not God. I don't know if that touches you, but this is huge because 
God said, go pay for her whatever you have to pay and buy her back and set her free. And can I remind you at all of our locations, this really isn't about Hosea and Gomer. It's about God and you. When nobody would have paid a dime for you, God looked at you. He pursued you. He loved you. And he bought you back. He bought you back to set you free. This is exactly what God did for you. We see it in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. I love Romans 5, 8. It says, but God, hello, somebody, it changes everything, showed his great love for us by what? Sending Christ. For God so loved the world that he sent his only. Heaven was bankrupt on your behalf. God sent his best to redeem Earth's worse. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Listen to me. People may think you're worthless. People may say you're no good because of what you have done. But God thinks you're valuable. God, God thinks you're so valuable that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for your sins. Don't miss this. This illustrated sermon by by God in the book of Hosea. Jesus, again, is the perfect sinless preacher here. And we are the prostitute, the sinful, the ungodly, unfaithful wanderers. But the Bible says we've all wandered away. We've all been enslaved into bondage with no hope. But Jesus left the luxury of heaven and came down to these dirty streets of earth. Come on. Why? Because he loved us. And just like Hosea, Marion, the prostitute, Jesus died upon a cross, paid the price for humanity's sins so that we could have a relationship with him. I know it's it's kind of difficult to understand it, but that's the reason why the Bible calls Jesus the bridegroom and We're the the bride. Jesus married us on that cross, made it possible for us to have a relationship with him. We wonder, but God paid a price to find us, to free us, to bring us back home. Has anybody here ever experienced that but God moment? Has anybody been found? Come on, am I talking to anybody who's been set free? Come on, has anybody ever been forgiven? Have you, have you, has anybody ever experienced the but God? I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes and bow your heads at all of our campuses. But God changes everything. We wonder, but God pursues. We wonder, but God pursues us, not to judge us, but to love us. We wonder, but God paid a price to find us. Some of you here today at all of our campuses, maybe you're that one and you're in in a place that you're just far from God right now. You've really not embraced the truth that I've been teaching all morning 
about the relationship with God and you've just wandered and you find yourself far from God, I I just want you to know God hasn't given up on you. God's pursuing you, not to judge you. He's pursuing you to love you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to free you. And at all of our campuses, I just want to take this moment before I pray a prayer of application just to give this moment to people who need a but God moment to know that if they were to die right now, they would spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. I guess that's the great question. Do you know where you'll spend eternity? You're not here forever. 70, 80, 90 years. You live forever in eternity. And listen, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, if you've never embraced what Jesus did upon that cross, this this is your but God moment where he wants to forgive you. He wants to cleanse you and he wants to make your life right. He wants to make you righteous. If that's you here in this campus or in Madeira or in Fresno, would you just lift your hands and say, Pastor, that's me. I, I need a but God moment. Is there hands already going up here in Clovis, there in Fresno? Madeira, I believe hands are going up in all of our locations saying, man, I'm far from God. I've wandered from God and I need to come home. Yes, just hold them up just for a moment. Believers should be praying at this moment. Believers should be praying. Come on, if you're far from God, this is, this is why you came to church today, to have a but God moment. I'm a wonder, but God's going to find me today. The Bible says all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hands are going up everywhere in this location. You can put your hands down. At all of our locations, I want you just to pray this prayer. Everybody praying this prayer together as a means of support for those that raised their hands or should have raised their hands. Say, say this, say, Father God... Today, I put my trust in Jesus. Father, forgive me of my sins. I receive your love today to change my life. From this day forward, with your help, with your empowerment, I'm going to live for you. Jesus, be my Lord. Jesus, be my Savior, I pray. Amen. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.